is Kappa Go for March 27th, 2023. Keep up to date with the important happenings in the Go community in just 15 minutes per week. I'm your co-host, Shai Nechmad. I'm your other co-host, Jonathan Hall. How you been, John? I'm good. Had a I've, busy weekend. I've started calling you John, even though I never got permission to call you John. That's okay. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a ton of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, so even though this week we don't have any meeting minutes, yeah, we've been left in the dark. Nobody knows what's happening. Yeah, so let's get started with the looming in the horizon. We can just start to see the silhouette of a mountain called Go 121, right? Yeah. Some stuff is getting clearer. What, what's planned for 121? What do we already know? Yeah, there's a few things we know because, of course, a few things have been merged, and we, we'll talk about that. Uh, other things are accepted. Proposals are accepted but not yet completed, so hopefully they'll be included, but you know, depending on volunteer time. Uh, but maybe the first thing we can talk about is there's been an interesting post made by Filippo Valsorda, who we probably recall a few weeks ago announced that he was going full-time as an open-source maintainer after having been part of the Go team for a while. And uh, so I think we shared that link uh, maybe three or four weeks ago. But this uh, this last week, 23rd of March, he published uh, a post about planning Go 1.21 cryptography work. So he's still, of course, actively involved in the Go project and uh, doing some work with cryptography in Go 121. So if you do cryptography stuff, you probably want to read this article. I'm not going to go into all the details. I'm not really a crypto nerd. I mean, crypto in the cryptography sense, not the Bitcoin sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a nerd of either one, though. <laughs> but it, it looks like some interesting stuff coming up. One of the things he talks about is the crypto ECDH package was added in Go 1.20, which allows us to deprecate uh, most of the crypto elliptic package in Go 1.21. So he talks about that. There's a lot of stuff here that, honestly, I could read it, but I don't understand it well enough to explain it. One thing that I think anyone can explain is that like, there are a few big issues and then you can see how, uh, like any good dev, you know, Filippo started with a big chunks. And then it's like a bunch of misc. Yeah, there are a few stuff, uh, like a few things that we still need to fix. Make max handshake larger or configurable and re- add a version name string. And like just the small quality of life stuff that, uh, you know, I, I can just imagine him with a cup of coffee writing the post being very determined <laughs> the yeah. lo- the lower you get the down the backlog the less love you give the tickets i, I really hope that it works out for uh Filippo in his new work state because that would be really cool yeah so big shout out to to him for the work he's doing and we're excited that he's able to work on open source full-time that's awesome yeah also in 121 um this is something that surprised i think both of us disallowing anonymous interface cycles uh, is going to be part of the spec and when I read it, I was like, wait, why are we disallowing something that's allowed? But apparently it's allowed, but not really used. And it causes a lot of trouble. So when we say uh, disallow anonymous interface cycles, this is something I don't really like in, in, in the format where I have to read out code. So instead of reading out code, I'm going to try and visualize it. You with me, Jonathan? Yeah. You have a box. I have a box. It's type I interface. Yep. You have an interface of type I. It's some box, and you want to return inside the box an embedded interface that includes the box. Sounds like Inception. You're going to fall down to infinity, right? <laughs> yeah. 
so this is the declaration, and it causes a lot of problem for tooling, specifically static check. Makes a lot of sense. And also scrolling down the comments of this issue, you can see the considerable care you know the the team has uh, in trying to avoid breaking changes. But they came to the consensus that no one uses it for any legitimate purpose, and probably just an edge case that shouldn't have gone into the spec to begin with. That's it for what we know about 121. Actually, there's one other. There's one other. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm actually excited about this one. Not because it's particularly exciting, but because I proposed it. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, and it's already been closed. It's been it's been merged. So this is a th definitely going to be in Go 1.21. But that is a pure Go implementation of the hash map hash package. Basically, back in version 1.17 of Go, in fact, release candidate one, so before it was even official, they added a bunch of performance improvements, uh, but they require pointer arithmetic, which doesn't work in certain implementations of Go. In particular, it doesn't work in Go for JS, the project I'm a co-maintainer of. So that made my job as maintainer of Go for JS when I was adding Go 117 support to Go for JS made it complicated, not impossible. Basically, I had to sort of forward port the 1.16 version of that package to go for js so at that point i proposed that we make a pure go implementation and it was easily and quickly accepted and it's now been completed and merged so 1.21 will have that and when we upgrade go for js to go version 1.21 we can delete my forward port of the go 1.16 version of that so i'm excited that's cool <laughs> but probably you're the only person on it i'm probably the only person <laughs> on the planet and maybe the other co-maintainer who cares about this at all but i'm still excited <laughs> All right, so let's talk about releases. Last week, we had an interesting interview about running Python and JavaScript in Go, which was kind of cool. But then, like as if on cue, this week, V8 Go released version 0.9.0. So there's a new version of the V8 engine bindings for Go. So if you listened to last week's episode and you're all excited about doing that, you can now do it with a new shiny version of V8 Go. So that's kind of cool. So the upgrades are just upgraded binaries for V8 itself. Yeah. But that obviously is good because it includes all the changes of the V8 engine. Also worth noting, uh, we interviewed uh, Tamir about it. Uh, it was two days before his lecture, and the lecture went pretty great. Everybody, the, the, uh, the meetup was really entranced by all the demos, mm -hmm. and it went a bit too deep than it should have. He uh -huh. ended up running Go that ran JavaScript, that ran Python recursively. You had like bindings from one recursive function to another recursive function in both languages, running in a Go context and returning as a Go script. If you just add Go for JS to the mix, then you can compile yeah. your Go to JavaScript and run that inside <laughs> of JavaScript, inside of Go. That, that's exactly the rabbit hole he was going. To. I, I'm, I'm glad that the lecture had a, de a deadline. Okay. Otherwise, <laughs> we would have gone. Okay, so to run this Go code first, deploy your Erlang cluster. You know, it would have gone. <laughs> would have gone too bad. We also have two releases uh, related uh, to Git, which I'm excited about, just because Git is my favorite piece of software. So, is it? yes, by okay. a country mile. Wow. I, I don't want to plug too much because this is also my show. Uh, so it's kind of weird to to disturb the content to plug. Uh, but if you also really like Git, uh, you can check out. I have a, a sort of capture the flag challenge all about Git. Uh, okay. Don't read the source code because I have to admit it's in Rust. I, oh. I apologize. But it, it, you you play against the server and you need to steal the flag. And the way you win is by running 
various Git commands trying to uh, fix the repository, do some commits, do some stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So so what's been released? You know, maybe I'll I'll change the code to to go now that we have so many yeah. related Git uh, stuff going on. Yeah. Now that Gitea version one point nineteen is released, it should be a breeze because it had had a whole bunch of new features and Gitea. Is that how it's pronounced? Or is it I Gitea? have to assume it's Gitea. It might be Gitea. Git with T. I don't know. Which is also not condoned by, by our show. We don't want to alienate all our UK listeners, but this show is about coffee, not about tea. Yeah, right. <laughs> Although it, it's not really in the name, is it? Cup of Go. It could be cup. Of, it could be a cup of bourbon. No, but it's like cup of Joe. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. You're right. I the, the, the logo also drinks coffee. This yeah. I, I, Some hills I'm willing to die on. <laughs> tea sucks. It's only good when you're sick. <laughs> so what's in the Git tea release? Oh my gosh, there's so many things here. It's a really it's pages long, but at the high level there are some breaking changes, which is a little bit surprising for me since it's not a major release. So they're not strictly following Semver, but okay, I, I'm sure they have the reasons. But they added a bunch of features for the commit cross references, um, scoped labels. There's literally two or three dozen features that have been added, and then uh, some API improvements and a ton of enhancements, more like housekeeping type stuff and, and stuff like that. So it's it's actually a major, looks like a major release to me. They had two RCs before that. And it comes paired this week with, I don't know if it's paired or actually, if it doesn't make sense to release these two <laughs> together with uh, Go GitHub. Right, because Git T allows you to host your own Git stuff, and Go GitHub is exactly the other way around. It allows you to interact with uh, the big bad Microsoft to to host Ooh. your code. So I don't know if it's uh, it's a good pairing or if it's a bad pairing, but they both came out this week. Uh, what's new in Go GitHub? Yeah, so this one is a minor release, and it looks like they're following Semver a little bit more religiously than Git T. But they added a few uh, capabilities to the API, especially if you're integrating with Teams. There's a, a list of some bug fixes and, and maintenance things, dependency updates, silly things like that. The big things are they added support for a few new API endpoints, it looks like. HTTP proxy support from the environment, which is useful for certain people. Just a nice little collection of a half dozen quality of life improvements and uh, new API endpoints. And don't forget fixing Golang CI Lint. I appreciate whoever did the linting on this project. That was Glenn Lewis who did that. Thanks, Glenn. Shout out, Glenn. Uh, so that's it for releases this week, right? I think it is. And actually, surprisingly, this week we have a ton of stuff from around the community. So let's just uh, jump into it with something I saw on Twitter from the great, great Natalie from uh, GoTime. Uh, shout out GoTime. I love you. So Natalie uh, published a template repo for writing GPT plugins. So ChatGPT plugins were announced it's really hard to keep up and i'm really trying to keep up i have a podcast about technology news and still it's hard to keep <laughs> up with everything that's happening in the ai space so we were we had the ChatGPT 3.5 and then 4 and then everyone was like i'm glad it's not connected to the internet because this thing is starting to look like skynet and then open i went ahead and we were like hey let's connect it to the internet and you can write plugins uh within a day i saw someone on twitter that like hacked the API and found the list of all the secret plugins as well that are not available in the UI. And in this tweet, uh, which we'll obviously share in the show notes, and if you don't follow uh, Natalie on uh, on Twitter, you, you really should. She posted a template plugin for ChatGPT for creating a plugin, uh, which can connect 
to ChatGPT, you can tell it, please use my plugin that I wrote. Um, and it can sort of tell the, the AI a lot of guidance and, and, and examples and stuff like that. And you can add it to the plugin store as an unverified plugin, and then it can enhance your ChatGPT capabilities. Uh, so I can imagine a ton of very good uses for it, you know, just as an application, not necessarily stuff that's related to Go. But I'm also specifically thinking about, hey, test generation for Go, but the way I like it, right? Let's write mm -hmm. a, a, an open AI plugin that makes sure that asserts you do with uh, Daniel Sneffin, uh, you know, libraries like Go test tools and whatever, yeah. and, uh, and running the, the commands is with Go test some, like just replace the native most common answer for how to do things with the way you like to do it in your project using the plugin. I don't know how easy it is to write a ChatGPT plugin. I haven't tried it myself, but now that Natalie published the template, it's a lot easier. Awesome. So one thing I saw around the community is the uh, GitHub Actions and Go posts by Oleg. Have you, have you checked it out? Yeah, I did. It's a, it's a nice post. Basically, at a high level, it's sort of just a quick how-to without a whole lot of detail, uh, which is nice because you can sort of just copy and paste how to set up GitHub Actions in a more or less complete way. I mean, projects vary, but it's a great way to get started with GitHub Actions for a Go project. So if you're using GitHub Actions and you're using Go, then this is a great sort of starting point for your, your actions. It, it basically sets up how to clone your project into the GitHub Actions workspace. Uh, it tells you how to run uh, the formatter to make sure that your format is, is uh, consistent. Uh, so if you, if you have formatting problems, it will cause your PR to fail. Uh, if GoVet fails, if your GoMod file is out of date or, or inconsistent, it will fail. So it, it's really great at that. Um, and then of course, how to run tests, how to run GoGenerate. The only thing that I think it's missing is Golang CI Lint. It does mention GoVet, so you could sort of drop that in there, but it doesn't actually talk explicitly about running Golang CI Lint, which I think every project should do. But other than that, I think it's a really great post. Uh, what do you think? So I actually talked to uh, Oleg about it. He posted it in the Show and Tell channel in uh, the Gopher Slack. Mm -hmm. And I also found something that was missing. So I guess, you know, two developers, three opinions. Yeah. What I thought was missing is something we talked about, I think, in an earlier episode about profiling. So wow. I recently started um, adding continuous profiling to our code base here at Reco, where I work. And both in production and also trying to add it in unit tests as well. So, and my sort of opinion was that if you run benchmarks, then your environment shouldn't really matter and you do care about seeing the profiling results. Maybe you don't want to fail the, the, the PR on the profile results. But Oleg responded and he said, like, he, he never used it. He doesn't see a chance. And also someone else who's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it, Aurelien, maybe. <laughs> I mentioned the fact, and that's actually true and something I I've, I've still didn't figure out, that the profiling results depend on the environment. Mm -hmm. And the CI environments might be too noisy for profiling. So we build on, on dedicated cloud machines, and everybody builds on the same machine for the same project. Mm -hmm. um, so usually it's fine, but I can see the case where, you know, it, it's running the nightly at the same time, and the machines were kind of low, and then jobs get stuck against one another, and the results are skewed. Um, so I haven't figured it out yet. But once I, once I will, I, I'll republish a response to Oleg's uh, post. So that pretty much wraps it up for this week. We actually had a lot of stuff to talk about, but you have to cut it for time. We'll save it till next week. Yeah. Have a nice week, everyone. Cheers.
welcome to the ad break for this episode. This is where we'd like to tell you about our sponsor. Drum roll. We, if, we do, if we're doing uh, Foley, then I could do like cricket sound, cricket sound, cricket sound. <laughs> so we're actively looking for sponsors. If you want to own this uh, attention in our listeners' ears, talk to us. And how can people talk to us, Jonathan? Well, I think the best way is probably the Gopher Slack at the Cup of Go channel called Bob Case. Uh, but you can also email us if you don't like Slack for some reason or, or whatever, you know, news at cupago.dev is a great way to contact us. And of course, you can also check out our website, cupago.dev. It's basically our podcast uh, page, but uh, there's a little bit of biographical information about the two of us as well. And also the show notes. If you want to yeah, check those notes. out, you can find them there. And also, you know, in every show, yeah. wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, so we do have a few notes this week. Um, first of all is uh, stuff we all get. Swag, merch. So we're considering doing merch. We don't want to roll it out if people are not interested. So we're going to start a thread in our Slack to ask about uh, merch. What do you think about it? Should we do it? If we do it, what merch would you like to see? The obvious reach is a cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if we're doing a cup, then let's do a good one. You know, Of course. Hefty big one, mm-hmm. which can hold a, a ton of coffee. Uh, and nothing else. Like if you pour tea into it, it breaks. Right. We're going to have to talk with the research team about uh, setting that up. But anyway, we're going to start a thread in the the Slack channel. So if you have an opinion on it, even if your opinion is, uh, I don't care, but I won't buy it, that would be interesting. So come talk to us. Yep. And also uh, a programming note. Not a uh, programming note, but a programming note. Mm -hmm. Next two weeks in Israel is um, Passover. So uh, my schedule is going to be a bit hectic. Uh, we're not really sure when we're going to do the episodes. We might miss one in the next two weeks. So if we do, don't get worried. We're okay. We just want to uh, we, we, we wanna take our holidays. Even yeah. uh, even in the Go community, it's, it's worth taking a holiday now and then. Definitely is. If the Go project can take a holiday from their meeting notes, then we can, certainly can take a holiday from talking about meeting notes. <laughs> <laughs> that is some shade being thrown. <laughs> Over the GitHub issues, but I actually got some shade thrown in my direction in the GitHub issues as well. Like I asked for a documentation upgrade, and I was basically responded with, "Get good scrub. The documentation yeah. is good, and the problem is you." Um, all right, enough, enough, uh, enough crying about it. I'll just open a PR regardless. <laughs> <laughs> the most passive-aggressive thing you can do. Uh, all right. So if you do want to do something passive aggressive at us, so you can talk to us where uh, at newscup.go.dev or wherever Jonathan told before. And you can also leave a really bad review if That's you want to true. spite us. Yeah. yeah. You can also leave a good review if you want on Spotify, iTunes, or just whenever you catch your podcasts. That pretty much does it for this week. I want to mention one more thing, Shai. I, I feel like I feel like we're connecting better this week than the past weeks. What's changed? I have uh, fiber internet. This is not sponsored. Oh, you know what? We should have done. We should have done it like this. This episode is not sponsored by a partner, <laughs> which is the I, the only ISP which I could could get with fiber to my home. Um, so they really won, you know, the competition there by being the only available candidate. Uh, but I have fiber internet now. And nice. life has been different. Life has yeah. been good. I recommend it to anyone. The last the last few weeks, in, in case you haven't noticed in the edited version of the podcast, but we've had a huge amount of lag in our recordings. 
and I know it shows through in the in the edited version somehow. Uh, so hopefully, moving forward from today forward, we'll have a little bit better rapport in these episodes because we're not talking over each other and having to edit talking over each other out. and having to. And, yeah, I'm sorry. What was that, Shy? <laughs> I was just waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, so it's great. It's great, and obviously, probably next week I'm gonna be in my family has a home or whatever, and we're not gonna enjoy that good internet. So. Actually, they have even better internet than me, which is somewhat frustrating because they don't use it for anything. But uh, hey, more powerful to them. Yeah. All right. So I we hope you all have a nice week and we'll catch you maybe next week, maybe in two weeks. Hasta luego.